0: Welcome to another episode of Money You Should Ask. I'm your host, Bob Wheeler, and in this episode, we're going to explore, question, examine, converse, dig deep, expose, laugh, and cry about the money beliefs, money blocks, and life challenges of our next guest. Turn up the volume, listen, learn, and laugh. Good news, bad news. Bad news first. Growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. Good news, growth comes from learning, which is a lifelong endeavor. At the Money Nerve Academy, we hold space to explore, navigate, discover, and heal your relationship with money. With our online course, Mastering the Emotions of Money, you can get in touch with your fears, blocks, and beliefs around money so that you can become more aware of your current financial story. By understanding why you do what you do with your money, you can create a different ending to your financial story than the one currently taking place. Check out themoneynerve.com and start mastering your emotions of money. Well, I am delighted today because we have an amazing guest. Um, Bethany Bayless is a public speaker and a professional MC known for her unique comedic style and high energy presentations. And I've seen her in action. She has hosted 50 plus conferences and events, including Heroes at Home events, Military Influencers Conference, the Plutus Awards, and FinCon 18 and FinCon 19. Uh, she's also the director of communications for heroes at home and host of the fun upbeat podcast the money Mailhouse, where she and her co-host Ellie Kay have conversations about personal finance in 2021 coming up at the end of this month she'll also be launching a new podcast about motherhood and money called motherhood and money um that chronicles her new adventures of becoming a first-time mom in the middle of a global pandemic so she just had a kid in may 2020 and uh She's learning as she goes, as as I think probably most parents do. Bethany, it's great to have you here. It is so wonderful to be here, Bob. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I want to just say, um, I'm going to sh- shout out to FinCon because I found you through FinCon. You were hosting FinCon uh, at a couple of the, uh, the conferences that I went to. And I, what I love about FinCon, it's a great place and space for people to find other money nerds and money conscious people to really help bring about education in all kinds of aspects uh, about money and finance. So thank you, FinCon. Thank you, Bethany. And uh, yeah, welcome, welcome. Thank you. Who's taking care of the baby? He's
1: he's sleeping right now. He's
0: literally next door.
1: So if he starts (laughs) to yell, dad is on duty today. Okay. Literal duty and duties. So we're Uh-oh. doing we're good. The duties. Lots yes. of duties.
0: So many duties. <laughs> so many duties. <laughs> Cloth or plastic diapers?
1: We're going or with disposable. the disposable ones. And okay. we have gone with the hypoallergenic kind. Um mm-hmm. that's been an adventure.
0: Does cost play a part of buying the diapers, or do you just go for whatever's the best? That's what we're going with.
1: I do enjoy the cost. So we actually Shout out to my diaper uh, by, or my, my diaper, my son's diaper. Uh, we get hello pillow and they send it to our house and they're like really cute and they're inexpensive ish for getting the hypoallergenic because our son has sensitive skin so it's been it's wonderful to have a company that has that product that is cheaper and yeah. it is nice. it's on a subscription service so we know how much to budget out every single month for those diapers because they just send them to us every month.
0: Okay. And um, like now that you have a kid, what was the biggest thing that you didn't think you were gonna spend money on that you were like, oh, forgot about that?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, strangely, this is this sounds really weird, but laundry detergent? Do you know that you have to buy special baby laundry detergent and wash all of your clothes, not just his clothes, but your clothes too, in that special baby laundry detergent? That was wow. a funny that's a really random thing that I yeah, was like, Yeah, but that oh, could add up. It really can. And it's, I, I won't even, you know, there's just so many things that go into cleaning this child. Like yeah. he is a mess and I love yeah. it and it's great. It's just, he literally goes through three onesies a day.
0: Yeah. Well, and now I imagine that you have a baby, you get a lot more sleep unicorn he's a great
1: kid and he's been sleeping through the night since he was two months old Mm -hmm. and so that's very rare like that's weird like that doesn't happen to everyone he's a great sleeper but there are definitely times that I think I enjoy my alone time at night and so I go to bed late and he is in my alarm clock that never snoozes (laughs) so
0: (laughs) like clockwork
1: literally yes like
0: clockwork that's awesome That is awesome. Have you and your husband discussed uh, anything about um, your son with how you're going to talk to him about money? Is he going to get an allowance? Um, is he going to have to do chores? Like, are are you going to consciously try and get him on a financial path uh, early? Or <laughs>
1: I'm so glad you asked that question because that is a conversation that we have had. I was really blessed to be raised with financially conscious parents. My mom is part of the OG in the finance community of... She was writing books and going on media and all these things back way before social media was even a thing. And so she raised us as very money conscious children. And I, I... Learned so much from her that I would love to implement with my son. And so we definitely want to talk about money. We want it to be a thing that is common. I want him to see me and my husband talking about money. I want us to have those conversations in front of him. And Rachel Cruz says, and I love this, she goes, more is caught than taught. And so he's going to catch. So much about just the atmosphere of our yeah. household and how we talk about money and, and how we're feeling about money. Are we talking about it when we're stressed? Are we talking about how to do it responsibly and showing that for him? So instead of saying, oh, well, we, we budget and then go buy something really ridiculous out of our budget, or, you know, like the car commercials, like if his dad goes and buys a car for his mom without talking to her about it, this might be an issue.
0: Right.
1: (laughs) So we absolutely want to have those conversations. I would love to do the same thing my parents did when it came to an allowance, which was everybody in the household is a part of this household and you do chores because you're part of this household. That's it. However, we will pay you according to your age a certain amount every week. So we got a dollar for every year old we were. And so as you get older, you get more allowance. And you start to learn how to budget that. And then there would be certain things. So if my parents were going to go get school supplies for us, my mom would say, look, we were going to spend this much money on your school supplies, or we're going to spend this much money on your clothes this year, or wherever it is. I'm, this is how much I'm budgeting. I will give you this money and you can keep what you don't spend, or you can spend your own money and buy something more. And so that taught us so much about budgeting and saving. If, you know, maybe I wanted the brand name, but I didn't want to spend that money because I wanted it for something else, then I would yeah. be more likely to conserve that money because of the incentive of keeping it when I was done. So those are just a few things I would love to implement when when he's old enough.
0: That is so awesome. It sounds like your mom's a unicorn because uh, most... She is, right? Yes, yeah, because we just don't... We just don't... Most people aren't teaching kids... Consciously about money and stuff. And I, I no, I think that's great. I'm really trying to push people. I've had this thing about having clear piggy banks um, mm. so that kids can see their money. But like when you go to the toy store or when you go places that has to come along. and the, And so the kid can make a decision. Do I want to use some of my money and watch my piggy bank get empty, but also participate in the process instead of, you know, this is what you get or this is what you don't get, um, but to actually get them in the conversation. That's brilliant. I am going to go buy a clear piggy bank today. <laughs> Start him early. Start them early. Start them early. That's great. Now, let me ask you this. Did you run a credit check on your husband's uh, finances before you uh, made the agreement to go forward with tie in the knot? Almost.
1: So not quite, <laughs> but... On our very
0: first date,
1: we we were going out. We had we full disclosure, we met online and this was the first time we had been talking maybe a month and I've met him for the first time in person and we're sitting there and I I don't, you know, I don't play around. I cut right to it. And in our first date I said, "So, do you have any debt? Any student loan debt, credit card debt, any debt of any kind?" And he looks at me and goes, "No, I don't." Uh, wait a minute. I just bought a tank of gas. So I'm about $40 in debt right now. And I was like, I'll take you. You passed. (laughs) And that was one of the first things I was like, okay, yeah, I like this guy.
0: He's very good. That's awesome. Now, for the listeners, I'm just going to be super, I want to be super clear. Why did you know that that was an important question? Like what, what did it tell you? It told me he was good with his money. And also that
1: he didn't have credit card debt, which was amazing, and he didn't have student loan debt, which was so so cool to me because I didn't have student loan debt. I've never had debt. Um, my mom, I, like I said, she raised us really well, so I'm a unicorn in that sense. However, I did get in a lot of trouble, so don't don't get me wrong. I have many many financial mistakes, like with credit cards and all of those things. But I didn't have student loan debt. I didn't have credit card debt. I. I didn't even have a car payment. I paid cash for my cars. And when I met my husband, he also didn't have student loan debt. He found a way to go to college without getting a ton of student loan debt. He did it the really, really smart way. And then also it meant that in our relationship, I didn't have to bring on his burdens into my life, which if he did, if he was the right guy and that we would work through it. My mom married my dad with $40,000 worth of debt and they worked through it in two years. So it's it's totally possible, but it was really great. I'm like, oh, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. And that's great.
0: (laughs) There's only other 99 other things that I need to fix. There were a few, but
1: (laughs) that was one I did not have to worry about.
0: Now, do you have, now was your first money conversation after that, like once you got married um, and some financial decisions made up, like moving to a bigger space or, uh, you know, allow the baby to have a crib, things like that. Um, Were your conversations conversations or were they money fights?
1: Which one? Because there (laughs) were a lot and they were all varied. So one of the things I I love about my husband, and this is one of the reasons I married him. He's good with money. He's great with money. He, how do I say this, is a saver. Like he's a born saver. He loves... Saving money. He loves watching it grow in the bank. The more the better. But he doesn't like taking it out of the bank. He doesn't like spending (laughs) it on things like rent or, you know, gas. Like, you know, certain things of like, it's okay to spend money. But so he he's really wonderful that way. He's a born saver. I, on the other hand, a born spender. I'm Mm -hmm. a but I'm a wise spender. I was I was raised right. I'm a wise spender. I mean, I'm not the I'm not perfect. There's a lot of things that I have impulse bought. I can't go to Target and get a cart. Like there are a lot of things that I put in place to help my spending habits cuz it feels super great to go to Target and buy things in the middle of a pandemic sometimes.
0: You can, you can I I have I totally believe you can't go to Target to buy one item and not end up walking away spending at least $120 and a freaking cart full of stuff <laughs> that you don't need, but it was a good deal. Exactly. <laughs> How is it possible that $3 plus $4
1: plus $1 equals $270? It's- How does it
0: work that way? I have yet to meet a person that's gone in there and come out with just the one item.
1: <laughs> the the key is to not get a cart, to just go in yeah. with what your arms can carry.
0: Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm.
1: It's, it's totally a strategy. I feel guilty when I get a cart because I've gotten to the point where I can't go to the dollar section if I don't want to impulse spend that day. The dollar <laughs> spot is my jam. I love that area and I have gotten in so much trouble. Uh, but all of that to say, conversations with my husband have been both discussions and maybe a little bit more heated, <laughs> passionate discussions.
0: There you go. And how do you ultimately come to a decision if you both have a different perspective on something? Do you usually win or does he let you win a couple or uh, how does that work?
1: The wonderful thing, I really think we balance each other out. So there have been things that we've spent money on that we've agreed we like spending money on. Travel is one of those things. Pre-pandemic, pre-baby, travel was something we really splurged on and we... We had such good... We, it was my goal to go to 30 countries before I turned 30. And yeah. I went to 30 countries right before I turned 30. And it was amazing. Nice. And he was able to go to a lot of those countries with me. When we were dating, we went to six different countries together. And we, we, we stayed in hotels. We didn't stay in hostels. We yeah. bought all the food that we wanted. And so we, we had a chunk of money we saved on that. And we didn't worry about spending because we had talked about it ahead of time of, this is the money we have for this trip. We're going to enjoy ourselves. Now, other times, let's say I want to buy a certain thing for our son that you know might not be necessary or we don't really need that or something like that. A lot of times we'll discuss together. And he, he does wait on some of these things of let's just wait a little bit. Maybe he doesn't need it now if we can get by without it for a while. Another one of those is I really wanted a new kitchen table like the farmhouse really uh-huh. pretty Pinterest Joanna Gaines style table yeah I wanted to post really pretty pictures on my Instagram and we found a table that was $500 and he just said, we don't need a table we have a table <laughs> and I I cried I was like, I want this table so and ultimately we did not get the table and it worked oh, out no. really great. I was totally fine with it. And our table that we have now, it works really well and it is pretty and I can make it pretty and all those things. So it's definitely a balance, I think. It, he, helps, he helps round out my impulse desire, spending crazy this and then also I teach him how to spend money in a really fun way. No,
0: it's, I'm wondering if um, if when you do your Instagram pictures, if you end up having a, a, an apology ahead of time, apologizing for not having the farm table and the fancy stuff since the pictures aren't as good as they could have been.
1: Oh, no, no, no. You see, the, the thing about Instagram is that you make it look like you have that farm table, even if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't there, have to apologize. You there just you get, go. like a, a tablecloth. Joanna Gaines, um, they have placemats now. So you don't have to have that farm table it's all an illusion. <laughs> it's all an illusion. <laughs> it really Which,
0: is. It, you know, and I think um, I think for a lot of listeners, there's a, actually there's a lot of truth in that. That like when we see people doing all these amazing things uh, or when we are neighbors, you know, a lot of people have a facade that they put up tr- and then they're spending all this time and energy trying to maintain an image instead of actually just enjoying their life with what they've got. And uh, so much pressure. Uh, when you're trying to live a life that might be beyond your means.
1: Oh, absolutely. Everything is a highlight reel. I have to remind <laughs> myself of that constantly. Is You're not seeing the the arguments in the background. You're not seeing the credit card debt or the stress or the the just angst of not having enough money to pay your bills every month or whatever it is. You don't see the background. But also on the other hand, I saw a meme recently of Mark Zuckerberg talking to Bill Gates. <laughs> have you seen this? And it goes, it's no, like a I- hundred and- it's like a, it. $173 billion represented in this one picture, and there's not one Gucci bag. There's <laughs> not one. Like they're wearing plain t shirts, jeans. I think Bill Gates maybe has a sweater vest on. Like wow. it's not, it's 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 not all flashy what you can buy. That's true wealth represented, and they
0: are wearing t shirts and jeans. Yeah. Yeah. Being real. Totally. Or as, or as real as they can be. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I mean, I don't know how much that t-shirt cost, to be oh, fair. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I
1: don't know what brand it was, but I bet it, it's still that, you know, it's not all these flashy things that I think people think wealth represents.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I, now I, I'm going to change the subject because I was just realizing, you know, one of the things you do is you're, uh, you're an MC, you're a public speaker, uh, you're out in the public. Uh, we're shut down. Most of this country, uh, are you uh, public speaking from Zoom? Um, How has this impacted your life? You don't
1: really hit the nail on the head there, Bob, because I'm not working currently in speaking. So it's been a really interesting journey. When I got pregnant, I knew I wasn't going to be able to travel as much as I was. So at one point, I was traveling two weeks out of every month. I was, there were some days I would come home and then I would leave the next day. And I was traveling all the time. I was I was speaking at conferences and it was wonderful. And I really, really enjoyed it. And then when I got pregnant, I realized very quickly, life is not going to be this way with a baby. I, right. I can't do this to myself. I'm not going to do this to him. I'm also not going to do it to my husband of me taking the kid with me every two weeks and us just traveling. So we had a conversation before... Pre-pandemic, we had no idea the pandemic was coming. And we had this conversation of... Let's Wait, you to- didn't know? It was the
0: craziest thing. It just happened. I got a memo last year, so I have been planning for this thing. (laughs) Wow. Can you put me on that mailing list, please? I will. I'll I'll make sure you get it.
1: Next time. Uh, So before any of this happens, I knew I'd have to take a step back. I already knew that I had to do that. And thankfully, we had a conversation of when I do start traveling again, when it gets to the point that I can, what would be a maintainable schedule for us? And we decided once a month, so one conference a month would be great I, or one business trip a month it wouldn't even be you know if i went to another conference that i wasn't speaking at or something like that one conference a month was kind of the the limit for while we have kids and that i yeah. totally that makes sense i can still be you know boss mom and all of these things and then the pandemic hit and everything shut down so yeah. my speaking career ended Currently, not speaking at events, not doing things. And so I had already had it on the back burner of, okay, I need to find a way to become more financially stable by creating more income streams. And so that's something that you hear a lot of, diversify your income, make sure it's not dependent on one thing. And I love speaking. I love traveling. I did consultation for media in different places and I was traveling all the time. And then when that stopped, I was like, okay was put on, what else can I do? What else can I offer the world? What are these income streams that I can do from home while having a yeah. kid? Let's, let's see how many income streams I can come up with. And so that's my goal for 2021. I mean, I've, I've acclimated. Not, I am getting more used to having a child in the house. <laughs> I'm finding time. Like, I'm working my nap time hustle of two hours here, two hours there, of working on things, you know, after he goes to bed at night. And I'm starting to develop more income streams. And I'm really excited about some of them. And they're things that I've never, like, I never thought. I would do before. It's completely outside of my being on stage, being in the public realm and tapping into things that I've enjoyed since I was a kid. And like an example of that is that I'm starting to create and sell stickers. Like that's a big thing right now. Stickers. Wow. I know. It's wow. a really crazy thing. And so I'm really excited this year. I'm launching... Surprise. I haven't told anyone this, but I'm going to be launching a personal finance sticker brand. Wow. That I'm really excited about. And that's one thing that I can do from home. I can do it during the naptime hustle. And then also creating other streams of income has been really exciting.
0: No, that's cool. And everybody should know that um, doing a podcast by your fourth podcast episode, you'll be making a million dollars. And within, you know, six months, you'll be doing a Spotify deal like Joe Rogan for, (laughs) you know, 250 million or whatever. So, uh, (laughs) right. I mean, isn't that how it works? That's, exactly. I mean, you don't really even have to work that hard. That's right. That's right. I'm still waiting for my checks, but I'm uh, <laughs> pretty sure it's going to happen.
1: And I, and I probably you make probably as much as I do coming on the show.
0: <laughs> I think a little less. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny. That's an inside joke now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god! What is um? What's the best thing about having a kid? and how does money play a role in it if it does
1: the best thing about having a kid that's a huge question there are so many wonderful things about having a kid i think one of the things i'm learning on a deeper level i will say i'll go to the deep side cuz i could like you know do the surface level of, like he's so cute he laughs a lot and makes me smile he thinks i'm the best person in the world but also there's something that, about having a child that it grounds you in a sense that i didn't i didn't have before and so yeah. i was even i was talking to a friend about this recently of you know you you see your life you see how you were raised you see the great things about being raised how you were you see maybe the negative side of things of how you were raised and i want to make this world a better place for him And everything comes back to him and making it be like, I want to make myself a better person to raise him better. And so he has become such a motivating factor for me when it comes to self-improvement, self-realization, actual, you know, me understanding myself more and to, to work on these things and to create habits and to create mindsets that ultimately will benefit him and make him have a better world and you know when it comes to money, I want him to be able to be good with money i don 't my goal and this might be controversial. I know other people um, this is my goal. I yeah. want him I don't want to pass down a bunch of money to him like that would be great if I could that would be awesome <clears throat> but what I would love is if I did pass down a bunch of money to him I would want him not to be able like he wouldn't have to use it and he could pass that down to the next generation because yeah. he's financially stable enough that he's able to to be good with money and it not be a source of hindrance for him I want him to be free in his money I want him to realize that This is a tool to help me and I don't want it to be something that holds him back. And so I think that that's been, he's always been the, the, the goal, the, the, the grounding factor. And he's also been just, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel and just the silver lining to all of this craziness happening.
0: Yeah. That's that's been the best thing. That's so awesome. I, yeah, I really do feel like I I don't, I think there's some kind of phrase, but, you know, really um, we're living on the children's future. Like we're borrowing our children's future um, in the now, and we have to be responsible because there is a continuum after we go. Um, And uh, I think that's so important. And I also, I see so many trust fund babies uh, that are now adults, but you would still call them babies Mm -hmm. uh, because... They didn't get the lessons. They just got a bunch of money thrown at them. I love you. Here's some money. Go away. And they didn't get the skill set to actually manage or have the incentive or the hunger um, to to go out and create their own uh, unique life experience. So I think that's awesome that you're doing that. Um, It's so cool. Well, we're at the part of the show where I'm going to – we have this new thing called Fast Five. And I'm just going to ask you five questions and – don't think about them. Just answer them. Uh, even if you have to lie, don't lie. Because uh, we'll know. I'll come now. up with something good. Okay. Perfect. 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 You will. When was the last time you fought about money? Oh,
1: man. <laughs> it's supposed to be fast, right? It's supposed to be fast. Uh, I, recently. Recently? Recently. Yeah. Okay. All right. Probably we, with your spouse? Uh, yes. Okay. I, who else do you fight about money with? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's proud. <laughs> well, you're, yeah, your son's too too young to be fighting yet. Um, Not yet. Yeah. Mm. Give him a couple years. Uh, <laughs> um, what's the most expensive thing you ever bought?
1: A car. Okay.
0: Cash. Do you have six? Okay. You paid cash. Awesome. Do you have at least six months of emergency fund money? Yes. <laughs> right. Oh yes. Oh, oh yes. And then some.
1: (laughs) We so that was a big thing for us before we had a kid was we wanted to top up our emergency fund and we we have nine months, but full disclosure, we've tapped into that during the pandemic because I'm not working.
0: And this would be considered an emergency. I mean, it (laughs) plays out. Yeah, it does play (laughs) out. Does play out. It helps. Uh, Who's your favorite superhero?
1: I could go really cheesy. I'll see my mom. Okay. Wow. Cool. Yeah. All right,
0: she's a superhero. That's I, awesome. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. What's her uh what's her best uh superhero power?
1: Saving money.
0: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Um and what was your last impulsive buy?
1: I just bought a full body bib for my son when he eats.
0: Okay. And you didn't really need it, but it was there and
1: I mean, when I was cleaning up his legs from the food <laughs> that he spilled on it with a mix of drool just to you know to soften everything and make it really sticky and yeah, I had to go perfect. in between his little leg fat I said it's time it's time to yeah. buy a full body bib.
0: <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> How did kids survive all these years? I
1: mean, he, he also, he has a, a double chin. And so he, gets ah. wrinkle, he has wrinkles in his neck that I am constantly finding food from like a few days ago. Even though I wipe there, he gets baths every day. I'm like, how are there still blueberries in your neck?
0: Wrinkles. <laughs> He's saving them for winter. I mean, winter is coming. <laughs> he, always. <laughs> but yeah,
1: mm-hmm. that was a
0: good one. Oh my gosh. That is too funny. Well, let me ask you this. Um, We're coming towards the end here. And and, um, again, um, I I always like to end with something and I'm calling it now money up. But uh, is there some piece of advice that you could give to the listeners, either a financial tip or a a piece of wealth wisdom um, that's helped you that you think people, like this would really help you going into 2021?
1: I think the best thing that someone told me once is just start. You know a year from now you're going to wish that you started today. Yeah. And I don't know what that is for you. I don't know if it's paying off your debt, if it's investing, if it's creating a new income stream, even if it's weird and scary and vulnerable and and maybe, you know, you it's not going as quickly as you wanted, a year ago or a year from now you'll wish that you started today.
0: Now, that is that is super awesome. And I I really appreciate that you said even do it if you're scared or it's vulnerable because I'd rather do something scared than regret not having done it. Um, so I've done a lot of stuff in fear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely a motivator. And, and I, um, yeah, I, go ahead.
1: I was going to say, I think that part of that is that you need to surround yourself with people who tell you to just do it. Yeah. You know, I, and I think that's why having a community of people who are there to support you, to root you on. I have a couple friends who, you know, I tell them, I kind of have this thing that I might want to do. And like, do it, just do it, do it. You can do it. I know you can do it. And having someone support you in that, even if you're like, oh my gosh, this might fail miserably, but someone believed enough in me to tell me to do it, it it really makes a world of difference.
0: Yeah. I, I think that's so awesome. And I, I think, for a lot of people, the you know, the hesitation to start is, well, I need to put away like 5000 towards my emergency fund. No, just put away 50 bucks. Like, it doesn't have to be with fireworks and a big ceremony and a big liftoff. It's just start. Just start. Yeah. Five bucks, five bucks, start, 10 bucks.
1: Start little, start small, and stay committed is yeah. also something that someone told me once. If you just stay- do a little bit at a time, it adds up.
0: Yeah, stay committed and be consistent. That's, that's awesome. Well, I, I really love that, uh, yeah, I really love that piece of advice. I, I really hope that people, it's the new year. Um, and I've been joking about this a lot. Uh, people will say, what's your new year's resolution? And I'll say, well, I'm going to copy last year's and then just do it this time. Um, <laughs> But right, because we, we, we set up these goals and expectations going into the year and then we find reasons not to do it. So I really hope people will just do it, just get started, take baby steps. You don't have to do it all in one fell swoop. Just like be consistent. So absolutely, that is, that's super awesome as we go into this year. Um, where can people find you on social media?
1: I am all around social media. I have so many things. Uh, if you want to find my personal page, it's Bethany Bayless, just my name. Bayless is B A Y L E S S. And I am also on the Money Mill House for my first podcast, Motherhood and Money Show for my second podcast, and also at BethanyBayless.org .com was taken. Oh, how dare they? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on it. I'm working on it.
0: <laughs> working on it. You started. You started. Exactly. That's- well, that is awesome. We'll be sure and post all of that in all of our social media so people can find you and check out uh, Motherhood and Money and um, the Money Mail House and all that stuff so uh, people can check in and keep getting informed about their financial relationship. Um, Well, I want to say to our listeners, please don't forget to share the love. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Search for Money You Should Ask, all one word. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, or your favorite podcast player. If you prefer to watch our episodes, head over to YouTube and subscribe to our channel. Bethany thank you so much. I'm so glad we finally got to connect and I wish you all the best in 2021 with your new baby and your new podcast and uh, just all that you bring.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Bob. I so appreciate you having me.